0: Welcome my Force-sensitive friends through the 61st ever full episode of Holy Star Wars. I'm Jason, and as always, you can join in the conversation before, during, and after the show at holystarwars.net, via email at holystarwars at gmail.com, and on Twitter at holy__star__wars. This week, we do another Clone Wars arc with Season 1, Episodes 17-18, to 18, the Blue Shadow Virus arc. Sorry we're a little late, story of our lives, whatever. We'll be jamming to that alongside an Anglo-Scottish folk ballad, Prince Robert. All this through the theme of infection. The Blue Shadow Virus arc is one of those Clone Wars arcs that make people go, wah, this show's bad, there's too much Gungan, we hate Gungans, Jar Jar ruined Star Wars, and then you give us another one who's just as annoying? Well, I say to the haters, down with all of you. You don't have to (laughs) to like it, but don't hate the whole show just because we've got Jar Jar in it, like... Plenty of reasons to hate Jar Jar, but this show is full of a lot of really great stuff and these episodes included, even though it's got some, you know, Jar Jar hijinks. Whether you enjoy it or not, these episodes are still worth trying to get the value out of, because there is value in them. I apologize, it's allergy season, and I'm dying. Anyway, (laughs) well, in these two episodes, we get some really good characterization of Anakin, Obi-Wan Ahsoka, and Padme. The main premise of the episodes is that a secret separatist lab was somehow set up on Naboo and a terrifying virus that was once extinct is revealed to have been revived there by this jerk, Dr. Nouveau Vindi, with a meh French accent and no motivation besides, I just want to hurt people. More than compelling enough for me, honestly, but... (laughs) Reasons why people don't like these episodes. I understand. But anyway... I first thought of the theme of infection because of the obvious. It's a virus that inf- There's a virus in this episode that infects first the cattle, the shock, and then the people. It was apparently once a massive plague in the galaxy, and you can see why. The shock die instantly when the drinks water infected by the virus. Straight up just keel over and they're done. It's horrifying. And when Dr. Jerkface figures out how to make the virus airborne, everybody is at risk of infection. It's uh, like a 24 hours and you're dead kind of thing. Of course, As all the themes I talk about, the literal infection we're dealing with here is far from the most interesting infection we witness. An infection is more broadly and colloquially defined as whenever we are systematically hurt by some foreign body. In these two episodes, I see a whole bunch of infections besides the the blue shadow virus, and let's get into them. The first comes from Dr. Jerkface himself. He's clearly infected with just pure evil desire. The guy is promised what? Wealth, scientific discovery, in exchange for murdering planets. The level of infection with greed and total lack of regard for life this guy has has to be astronomical. There's nothing noble or really sane at all about his goals and drive, but that's what infection does. It gets deep into us and attacks all our systems until it totally is in control. And greed and power, or the promise of power or the promise of of wealth, do that. They infect deeply in dark and twisted ways. The, the confederacy of, of, of independent systems, you know, the, the separatists, they, they probably came in and said to this guy who was already super susceptible and probably already infected somewhat with greed and power strips, they said, hey, we'll give you more greed, more, more wealth and more power if you just go and do this. And they just infected him further because they literally, this foreign body came and said, here, let me influence you with these evil things. And he was influenced and it was, oh, it's just, it's so pathetic, it's so awful. There's another huge infection that plays a massive role in these two episodes, Anakin's love for Padme. I'm certainly not saying love is toxic, obviously not, I wish badly they could have loved each other, but it's Anakin's love that infects him and keeps him from seeing the mission clearly. He goes off the chain and starts threatening Dr. Jerkface, a super un-Jedi-like thing to do. The reason his love is an infection is for that reason, it's distracting him, and it leads him to do really not-so-great things. This is something that's constantly, you know, a back and forth is 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 whether or not um, whether or not the Jedi dogma of, you know, no attachment and meh, 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 is 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 a good thing or not. But we see it very clearly in, in these kinds of episodes and stories that regardless of whether the dogma is true or not and whether the Jedi treat it appropriately or not, They are coming from it from a place of, they are correct, love is infectious, and love is something that will take over Anakin. And, you know, of course, it's mixed in with the ever-present understanding of the dark side and the infection that the dark side itself is really what is creeping in on him and really infecting him throughout the show and throughout the movies, and it's an enormous amount that... That, that of what is tied to his love for Padme, as well as his general inability to distance himself emotionally from people he cares about at all, like Ahsoka and, and Obi-Wan, who we also see him freak out about in these episodes. I mean, who can blame the kid? He, he's raised a slave, his mother was murdered, and everyone he's ever loved, he's been told not to. There's not a whole lot of reason for me to believe he doesn't deserve to be as uptight about his secret love affair as he is. I mean... Poor Anakin just wants to express the full range of his emotions without worrying that the entire galaxy would be doomed if he does. I mean that's ultimately why the dark side and 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 these evil inclinations are so are so easily infecting him because he is so much wants to love and wants to express and he's been so infatuated and infected with with that feeling that his immune system quote unquote you know not his literal immune system but his his uh, susceptibility to further infection is just that much weaker and that much more likely that something else can can overcome him and because he's being denied the proper to continue the metaphor the proper medication for his for his love because his, his master and his and, and the Jedi as a whole are not appropriately and adequately treating his infection, his love, he is weak and able to be infected even further by the dark side and um, I'm kind of just realizing this as I speak now that you know, that's really Love itself isn't the the danger. It's it's what opens him up to be infected further by something actually dangerous And I wonder if that's somewhat similar of a path that maybe dr. Jerkface took I don't really know We don't know his backstory obviously, but did he become greedy and and power hungry for a reason? was there something else that went untreated previously that was infecting him, that allowed these, these darker in, inclinations to creep in? I don't know. I wonder. We see a, we see a good parallel, actually, between Anakin's story and, uh, uh between this arc and our folktale okay, this week. Um, not, no, not a one-to-one parallel, but similar themes playing out. This week's story is the Anglo-Scottish border ballad of Prince Robert. I love these ballads. There are hundreds of them, and they've often been codified together with other similar stories that largely revolve around young folk and their lovers, and they have parents who are evil and hate them, and often kill one or the other, or both, and they're all super tragic and uh, really complicated and deep and scary. The most well-regarded collection of these stories comes from Francis James Child in the late 1800s, whose collection is now known as the Child Ballads, and whose contents are numbered as Child Ballad X. So, for example, Prince Robert is Child Ballad 87, and there's 305 in total. I'm a huge fan of lists, if you don't know, and so another little tidbit more recently, as in within this century, a British librarian, Steve Roud, had cataloged over 25,000 English-language folk songs into a new index, the Roud Index. Prince Robert is rowed at number 55. Anyway, like so many of these folk ballads, Prince Robert is a story of two lovers who are not meant to be. Our buddy Robert gets married to Eleanor, but his mother totally refuses to bless the wedding. And instead, instead, she literally poisons him and kills him. Like, straight up, puts poison in the wine, fakes drinking it, and gives it to Robert, and he's done for. Like, okay. Sure. Sure, Mom. Whatever. And then she calls Eleanor over for dinner and tells, her, and tells her, hey, I killed your husband, and nope, you're not getting any of his fortune. And she's obviously devastated, but she's okay, okay, fine. Uh, all I ask for is this ring that was promised to me. And of course, the evil mother says, absolutely not, I'm a witch, and not actually a witch, but like, I'm evil, I'm awful, I'm the most despicable person to ever live, and you get nothing. And so she goes off, and she dies from a broken heart. And at least, at the end of the story, they're buried together. (laughs) Like, what? Okay. Again, the obvious infection is the poison Robert's mother gives, but the more important infection is her absolute hatred. She's so overcome with hatred for Eleanor, for God knows what reason, that she murders her son, denies his wife his property, and their wedding ring, and then sends her off to die of a broken heart. I mean, just listen to that. She's an absolutely horrible heartless woman who is so consumed by her hatred that she is willing to do anything to deny her. She's infected. Her head, her heart, her words, they're all just overcome with hatred she possesses. Where does it come from? We have no idea. Is it because she's of a lesser class? Is it because she's just not, just because she's truly evil? We have no idea. But what we see regardless is the effect of this this infection and how it affects, again, Her head, her heart, her words, and just all, is just, oh my god, it's so, who comes up with these stories, honestly? They're probably based on real stories, honestly, too. It's the worst part. You know, last week we talked about treachery and how important it is to recognize that we should expect bad people to do bad, but still work towards allowing them the opportunity to do good in the future. Here we really have no way of knowing in advance the awfulness of these infections that these infections create. I mean, the secret lab was a secret. If they had hadn't found it, the virus could have gotten loose and knocked a jerk faces. Evil would have literally infected everyone. And Robert could never, in a million years, at least as far as we know, just in the context of the story we have, expected his mother to poison him like that. So, what is there to be said about infection? How do we use this theme to make our real world better and more full? Well, fortunately, most infections have cures. Sometimes they're positive in their nature. Sometimes an infection is cured by helping those we care about recognize they are unwell and giving them support and resources to get better. Anakin is fortunate to have a master and a padawan and a wife who care about him. And obviously, in the end of the story, the evil magic forces turn him totally evil and the Jedi's insolence and and selfishness and self-righteousness totally, you know, screw him over in the ultimate end. But let's pretend that that's not the context as a whole for just a moment. In this isolated incident, in in this particular story, they all help him to stay true to his values and never let his love for Padme or any of the other people stop him from being a good person and treating others with dignity. At least after some pushing and guidance. Again, notwithstanding Palpatine's ultimate awful influence, he's got some really good support helping his infection not take over. In this way. You know, we see them being like Anakin whenever Obi-Wan is like, that was a decent impression. Every time... Anakin, <laughs> I don't know, anyway, the, every time they, you know, he realizes that Anakin's being a bit much, he try, he, he's really good at being able to send them back, and so so Snips, you know, is very much able to rein Anakin in when he's going a little overboard. Same with Batman, he has a good support system in that way, the problem is that all three of them know how wrong the system is, but they have no power to alter it. And, you know, that's why the Empire Rises, but at least he has the support within this episode. And it gives us the opportunity to be able to say, you know, infections have cures. And because he has a good support system that helps point out when he's, when he's flailing up, that he can, he can push, the, push that back. And it's, it's a good thing for him. Sometimes, though, the only way to cure an infection is with aggressive tactics. Slow medicine might not be enough, and surgery is the only option. Dr. Jerkface can't be cured. He, he needs to just be arrested or killed if it comes to it. That's not to say he can't somehow possibly be redeemed or anything like that. I, I mean, I, if you understand by now, I'm certainly someone who thinks anybody has the potential as long as they prove themselves truly, genuinely, and absolutely worthy of it. But in the meantime, he just has to be attacked head-on and brought down because that infection is only going to hurt others if unkempt. Dude's gotta be... Totally forcefully made to understand he is sick and twisted if he's ever going to come down from that. He's too far into it. He's too wrapped up in it. It's clearly like infected his entire system of being and understanding of the universe. Same with Prince Robert's mother. There, there's there's some people who simply are so infected and so toxic the only solution is cut them out of your life. Obviously Robert is dead, so it's too late, but let's say he wasn't for a second. I'd probably recommend that he Always keep an open mind, but the best way to be able to get rid of this infection is to cut her out and aggressively demand she'd be better at all costs. Maybe support her in, in that if you can, if he feels comfortable with that and he feels like it's something that is worth, worth it for himself, but you know it's a process that requires that surgery, not just medicine and, and and you know he has the autonomous choice to decide am I going to continue to support her? am I going to try and push her to be better am I going to do that am I going to allow her the opportunity for redemption in the future that only only he can decide that but um but ultimately you know he needs the he needs the stern, hard pushing of this is not okay and uh yeah, you know when it comes to these infections, there's a lot that goes into where they come from, and a lot that goes into being able to cure them or satisfy them or satiate them but ultimately we have to be able to look out for each other and look out for other people and understand is this an infection that can be cured with that can be cured with support or one that needs to be cured with with aggression and maybe i'm a bit too aggressive or too harsh i don't know but uh as always this is just my opinion and i would love to hear yours let us know what you think of today's episode via email at holystarwars at gmail.com, on Twitter at holy__star__wars, and online at holystarwars.net. Sorry for the tardiness, I'm just a bit of a wreck, uh, what can I say? But uh, next week, in honor of Solo coming out, we're going to be hitting a Solo comic miniseries from a couple years ago, and do a few comics after that, before finishing up Clone Wars Season 1. Actually, in fact, the week after that, the week of Solo release, we're going to be doing um, the next five-issue arc from... The Star Wars comic. We're going to do uh, the showdown on Smuggler's Moon, I believe is what it's called, that uh, also revolves a lot around Han Solo and his mysterious wife. But anyway, I'll be looking forward to it. I hope you will be too. And thanks for listening.